Welcome. You're listening to The Aligned Self, conversations in creating a conscious and abundant life. This is Daniel DeNovi. I'll be your guide and host. Let's see just where we can take this. Hello, friend, and welcome back. It's always a pleasure to be here and have your listening ear. Now, last Friday, I talked about the fastest way to shift your emotional state. And I alluded to the fact that dopamine, serotonin, and these feel-good chemicals, biochemicals, were conducive to healing. And somebody contacted me, Maggie contacted me, and asked me to elaborate more on the healing power of the body and the mind. Now, as you may know, I've been a coach for over 30 years. I've been investigating the human experience since my teens. I'm just over 60. And uh, so I've been around the block and I've been investigating this phenomena of healing for a long time, exploring the wisdom of the body. And I guess that's the title of this episode is The Wisdom of the Body, The Wisdom of Your Body. I used to teach a course called Using Your Mind to Heal and have taught several hundred people uh, different aspects of using your mind to heal, using your thoughts, using how you use your body. And of course, I can't talk about everything today in this short podcast, but I will give you an idea about the power of the body and how you can trust the wisdom within. Now, before we go too far into this discussion, I do want to point out that Western medicine Modern science, for the most part, looks at the body as a uh, mechanistic system. From a generalized point of view, they don't appreciate the body as a holistic, dynamic system. They think that they can create medicines and vaccines and interventions that can heal the body. And the body is at the mercy of outside pathogens, germs, bacteria, viruses, When the truth is that at any given moment, you are surrounded by any one of those pathogens, germs, bacteria, uh, viruses that could kill you if it were not for your immune system. You see, in the last two years, there's been no real appreciative conversation about the power of your immune system, your own healing ability, your own defenses against anything that is foreign to your body or how we can augment our immunity how we can build our immunity, strengthen it. And it just occurred to me that I probably should make this disclaimer that uh, I am not a doctor, even though I play one on TV. I am a researcher. I've done extensive research. And, uh, you know, anything that you hear that piques your interest, by all means, check it out. Dive deeper. I'm not going to say anything that is not valid or provable. So let's start talking about the wisdom of the body. Now, in the human body, there's 50 to 100 trillion cells. And if you don't have an appreciation for what one trillion is, imagine $1 bills or whatever your currency is stacked one on top of each other, reaching 14 stories high, and then covering an entire football field 14 stories high. The entire field covered from from the ground to 14 stories high with dollar bills. That's one trillion. And in your body, you have 50 to 100 trillion cells, depending on your size. And then you think about, 
in your gut, in your microbiome. The microbiome are the bacteria, the good bacteria that live there, that live interdependently with your body. They assist you in digestion. They are part of your immune response. And in that area, there's another hundred trillion cells. And if you were to take a small collection of any of those cells and put them in a medium inside a Petri dish inside the lab and give them the appropriate environmental stimulus, they would replicate and duplicate without the body. They can live in our capable of reproducing in an external environment, given the appropriate medium and nutrients. Also, these cells think. They think about their environment and they communicate with each other. They're essentially small sentient beings. Each little cell is a sentient being. It monitors the environment. And you might ask, what does a cell talk about? What do they think about? Well, it's basically binary, on or off. Am I in defense or am I in growth? If I'm in defense, I generate a completely different biochemistry than I do if I'm in growth. And depending on the environment in which I'm living in, whether I'm in defense or if I'm in a growth period, as I replicate my offspring, my replicated cells that come from me would be replicated to be pre-designed to function in defense or, I mean, they would start the ground running to either defend the body or to be in growth. Now, this is, gets interesting. If you consider that each cell is sentient, as in communicating with its environment, communicating with other cells, monitoring the environment as to what is the status of the environment, then you have to consider that there is a consciousness inside each cell. And then collectively, you have a 100 trillion cells as a collective consciousness, this is your body wisdom, your subconscious. And this field of consciousness extends through every cell and beyond and outside the body. It monitors the environment. You can pick up on other people. They've proven that the electromagnetic field of the heart reaches out and extends 8 to 25 feet in front of the body. So you are constantly monitoring the systems, monitoring your environment interacting with your environment. And if you are out in public, if you're out in the marketplace, in the store, or and you encounter another human being that is, quote-unquote, sick, that is not acting healthy, could be their posture, could be just, you pick up something about them that is off-putting, and your body wisdom speaks up, your intuition speaks up, and says, walk far away from him or her. And let's say they're not sick and you encounter someone that has a dangerous intent. You pick up something on, other, on the other than conscious level. Your body wisdom, your intuition is picking up that you cannot trust them. There's something about them you don't like. This is where you get to trust your spidey sense. Now, if you were to listen to Western medicine, you are constantly at the peril. You're in danger and you need medical science in order to intervene. Because, frankly, they don't think you can do it on your own. They believe that your natural state is to eventually get sick. But your natural state is actually to stay well, to be in health. The natural state of the body is health and well-being. So you may ask, what pulls us out of that health and well-being? Well, frankly, it's stress. Chemical stress, environmental stress, emotional stress, anything that impacts the system 
And I've had people tell me that they would wish to be stress-free. Well, frankly, the only people that are stress-free are the ones in the cemetery. You basically have to be dead to experience zero stress. So stress is a part of life. It's a part of being human. And anything that takes us out of homeostasis, out of our balance point, is considered stressful or stress on the system. Now, stress occurs in two different ways, is good stress and bad stress, also known as eustress and distress. Eustress would be something like a good belly laugh or good sex, a roller coaster ride, going to the amusement park, running a mile or two if you're in good shape. In the beginning, it's distressful, and it actually tears down the system in order for it to be rebuilt up. But distress can be chemical stress, environmental chemicals. In fact, there's no greater cause of cancer than environmental influence. Other forms of distress is not getting enough sleep, getting inadequate nutrition, overworking with little time for recovery, metaphorically burning the candle at both ends. It can be emotional stress where you're angry, anxious, basically taking on the fear emotions. Because through the power of our focus or our attention, we are picking up on threats in our environment and we kick in our fear response, the fight or flight response. Sometimes referred to as the three F's, flight, fight, or freeze. Now, I have never personally been frozen in fear, but I've seen it happen to animals and I have seen it on occasion with people. They just are overwhelmed with the fear and panic that's going on and they cannot respond after perceiving an extreme threat. Now, when we perceive a threat or a potential threat, our amygdala, which is our part of our reptilian brain, monitors the environment, notices a threat within four nanoseconds, dumps adrenaline and norepinephrine and cortisol into our system to rally everything together to either fight like hell or run like the dickens. This is our animal instinct. And then about 12 nanoseconds later, this all happens very, very fast, our executive center can take an, an assessment of the threat and determine, is it a real threat or just an imagined threat? And in our modern life, many of us are not going to encounter a lion, a tiger, or a bear. Oh, my. But our executive center is not turning off the fight-or-flight response. It's continuing to fuel the danger by perceiving a threat when there isn't really a threat or imminent threat to our safety. The way it is supposed to happen is take your lesson from a zebra or a gazelle. If it's chased by a lion, it's going to run like the dickens to get away. And very often it does run faster and longer than a lion will. And after it outruns a lion and realizes that the danger is over, it looks around and then takes a deep breath and begins grazing. And if you're in a herd one of the herd is always on the lookout for, you know, potential danger, and they take turns. So someone's always looking out, and you know that if someone else is looking out, that you can eat. And how do you pick up on danger? You pick it up from the body language, from the other people in the herd, the other animals in the herd. So that momentary or short burst of stress is considered acute stress, something that it has a sudden onset and then dissipates. Chronic stress is when we live and you know, our, our mind keeps going and we continually live in this sense of anxiety or overwork or it's ongoing and pervasive. 
It's chronic. But let me go back to the acute stress. When we experience acute stress and we recover from it, we take a deep breath, we take a nap, it actually jumpstarts our immune system. It jumpstarts our recovery phase. Because when we uh, encounter a threat and our biochemistry changes with the adrenaline and the cortisol, the norepinephrine, that biochemistry is designed for us to fight or flee. And because all our strength is gathered in those two areas, there are other systems that aren't needed at that point in time that are shut down, that are secondary. Things like cellular reproduction, reproductive processes, sexual reproductive processes, digestion, even our immune system is momentarily shut down in order to rally all the energy, all the force to either fight or flee. And then once the threat assessment is over and you can relax, and it's in that recovery period that we heal. But it's been my experience that most people do not get an adequate period of recovery, an adequate period of rest. They don't get enough sleep or they don't get the right nutrition in order to allow their body to heal. And in our modern era, chronic stress takes over when we're in this constant, like almost an IV drip of constant stress chemicals in our body. It's estimated that over 85% of the population on the planet is living in stress, living in those stressful states, even low-grade stress, produce feelings of fear, anxiety, depression, lethargy, dissatisfaction. You know all the not-so-wonderful emotions. If you're living in those emotions, it's a biochemical state that is not conducive to recovery and healing. Because remember, when we're in this stress state, when those biochemicals of adrenaline, cortisol, norepinephrine are in our system in virtually any amount, there are systems in our body that shut down. Our reproductive system, cellular regeneration, digestion, and the production of telomerase is halted. Now, you might be asking, what the hell telomerase and what does it do with immunity? What does it do with reproduction and healing? Well, every cell has a set of chromosomes, which I guess you could say look like a, a bow tie. And inside the chromosomes, you'll find DNA. And when a cell replicates, when it duplicates, the chromosomes line up, match DNA, and they divide. And one becomes two, and two becomes four, and four becomes yeah, on and on and on. You see, every minute, a million cells die and a million cells are born. Every second, 60,000 cells, 60,000 cells, over and over and over again, you're in a constant state of repair and healing, except when you're living in stress, distress. But back to the telomerase, at the ends of those chromosomes are telomeres, and you can figuratively think of telomeres as the little plastic tips that encase the ends of your shoelaces that allow you to thread them through the holes and they keep them bound together so the string doesn't unravel, become all frayed. And over time, without the production of telomerase because you're in distress, those telomeres begin to shorten and degrade, exposing the ends of the strands of DNA, which begin to fray and are damaged, degraded, and as they match up to the other chromosomes through the replication process, 
there's a greater number of errors, coded errors, in the reproduction of cells, a greater number of mistakes. Now, normally, if you're in good health and your immune system is intact, then it will eradicate those mutant cells. But if your immune system is uh, suppressed due to stress, then there's a greater number of those mutant cells, those errors, those atypical cells um, that will be allowed to duplicate and create problems. So telomerase is important for healing, repair, and will literally reverse the aging process. And since I brought up aging, understand what we generally consider getting old. Decline in physical health, decline in the body is actually a response to damage, cellular damage in our body. Most aging, most of what we consider natural aging is a response to distress. So with all that bad news I just talked about, what's the good news? Well, your intrinsic design is health and well-being. And in order to engage that whole process, we basically just have to get out of the way and give it a chance to do its job. And how you get back there is through recovery. And I don't know if you've yet downloaded the list or the guide that I created for the 5-Minute Friday podcast. I'll talk about it again here. I've listed over 30 things that you can do to begin shifting your state into a healing space or a high-vibe state. And that's available by going to yesdaniel.com backslash 43. Yesdaniel.com backslash 43. And the link will be in the show notes either this episode or the episode on the last Friday, uh, the fastest way to change your emotional state. And you can put into practice all of those different things in order to shift your state into a better feeling place. But if you're basically aware that for every period of stress, you need a period of recovery, that recovery is not a waste of time. Sleeping, napping, laying around the house watching a comedy show is not a waste of time. It is an investment in your health. It's an investment in your well-being. Now, I didn't put this one on the list, but if you have a partner or a loved one, a pet, and you cuddle with them, it induces the healing response. It produces biochemicals such as dopamine, serotonin, oxytocin, endorphins, all neuropeptides designed to stimulate health, stimulate good feelings. And I was just talking with my wife the other day, and she's a health coach. And we were both kind of uh, surprised at just of in the general population, the lack of knowledge about your body and the acquiescing of authority to outside people, the government and, you know, doctors And when I say doctors, there are good doctors and there are bad doctors. Just because you go through medical school and you get a degree, it doesn't mean that you know everything there is to know about medicine. That's why they open up a practice so they can practice medicine. But we're living in a time when other people are going to intrude their thoughts and wishes on your health and well-being. And if you don't have a fundamental understanding of how your body works, about how the immune system can be enhanced, then you are setting yourself up to be at the mercy of people that don't have your best interest at heart. 
They'll say they do, but they're, they're spouting things that are not in your best interest. I think it was last week when President Biden made it mandatory, mandatory, that all federal employees get vaccinated. And you hear on the radio and the TV that the vaccine is safe and effective. Isn't that funny? There's not a single clinical trial, which is a double-blind study, that's been done with the vaccine. It's not even approved by the FDA. It's for emergency use only. It's experimental. We have no, I, we have no idea what the long-term effects are. Uh, and I'm sure, I don't know, I haven't gotten the vaccine, and I'm sure I won't. And I understand this is a personal choice. If you've gotten the vaccine, then I'm sure you've done your research and you have your good reason why. And I just appreciate my own freedom to make a choice that's in my best interest for me. But I have to wonder, when they're giving the vaccines out to people, if they're informing them that this is an experimental drug, that it's not FDA approved. I mean, the media is saying that it's safe and effective, yet there's been no studies and that there have been no clinical trials. Because in accepting the vaccine, you are giving your implied consent to be part of the trial. And according to every one of the the vaccine, the drug companies on their website, it says that the results won't be in until 2023. And frankly, I would rather trust the wisdom of my body and the wisdom of my immune system to keep me safe and keep my loved ones safe. Because frankly, for me, there are just too many questions, unanswered questions, to unilaterally require people to be vaccinated. Well, there, I have a lot to say about this, evidently. Um, I didn't know I was going to talk about this. Uh, but, you know, we need to rely on the wisdom of the body. You need to, I think you need to understand the wisdom and the power of your immune system. For instance, as a child, I contracted mumps, measles, and chickenpox. I have natural immunity for life because the wisdom of my immune system has been educated. I've been immunized. The vaccines that medical science is putting out require boosters or a follow-up shot or a third shot. And what's interesting is on their own websites, they say this does not prevent COVID. And officials said last week that if you've been vaccinated, you are more likely to spread the virus because of spike proteins that are being shed from the body through your own immune process or your own response to the vaccine. I get the feeling like nobody knows what they're talking about. Now, I didn't realize I was going to go down this road, but since I did, I'll stay with it. Uh, Evidently, I have a lot to say. And if you want to hear more from my point of view, uh, just tell me and I'll say more. There is a lot of censorship on any position contrary to what the government's saying or what Facebook is saying. But I'm not saying anything that you can't verify out there if you look. But I also understand that even though I'm not a doctor, I have a better medical education than 90% of the people on the planet. And I use myself as a personal laboratory. Over the last 30 years, I have been sick maybe five times, four to five times. I align my mind with being health and wellness. There is a particular way of being. There's a particular way of carriage of taking care of your body when you're in the mindset of being health and wellness. You see, going back to how we use our mind, how it makes a difference is uh, if you have something going on, 
the idea is not to be in the state of healing, because in the healing state, in the mindset of healing, then you're injured or you're less than. We are not whole and complete. We are being in repair. And again, like I've said before, the mind cannot not think of something. Again, the mind cannot not think of something. So by thinking of healing, the underlying sponsoring belief that's there is that I'm incomplete, I'm broken, I'm damaged. But if I'm in the state of mind of being health and wellness, that is pulling me forward, it is a future to live into. And by giving your mind the appropriate focus and the ability to recover from stress and even engage in some eustress, some positive feel-good chemicals, you set yourself up, you set your immune system up to take care of you. Because you have an inner wisdom in the body, a body wisdom, and your body is designed to take care of you always. And if through your decisions you meet your body halfway and give it an opportunity to live in health and wellness, it will do you good. It will serve you well. So if you haven't already done so, go to yesdaniel.com backslash 43 and download the guide that I created of the different activities that you can engage in. And specifically that's there, uh, breathing is one and meditation, which you can combine the two, are huge things that you can do each and every day, not only for your intuitive unfoldment, but for recovery and for your mental well-being. There is literally no greater activity than that. And when you combine that with all the other things on the list, you can really boost your immune system uh, wholeheartedly. And I'll probably have down the road, I'll put together a a list of nutrients that you want to make sure that you get day in, day out, either through your um, intake of food or through supplementation. And it's not going to be anything that I sell. It's just going to be a recommendation of what I found worked for me. And of course, you're required to do your own due diligence. In fact, everything that I've said in this podcast, do your own investigation. Validate it for yourself. In fact, not only this podcast episode, but every podcast episode I do, I want you to validate it for yourself. Put it to test in your own life. Do the research. I'm going to tell you where to look, what you to look for. But as the Buddha said, question everything. This is Daniel Danovi. I'm loving you. I wish you the best. And until next time, follow your bliss. Follow your inner signals. Trust yourself. Trust your body wisdom. And live the epic life. (laughs) 